0: Hey everybody, this is pop culture critic John Tatey, welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey. You know her, you love her, I hope, you'd better, to share her view (laughs) of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts on Disney+. Plus. We're getting our money's worth out of that Disney Plus subscription we had to buy. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom.
1: Hi, Donnie. How are you?
0: I'm good. It was nice to see you, even though it was an odd visit, because I feel like I barely... Uh, you said after you got home, well, at least we had a nice conversation about Chex Mix. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> it does... It's, it's like we were two ships passing in the night.
1: It was that way. It was that way. But I came mostly for Leo and his procedure, which went very well. Yeah. Um, and he was really, really a trooper.
0: He really was. And uh, we mentioned this last week, but Leo had a little medic- medical procedure, nothing dire, just you know, a minor sort of to fix like a little hernia type thing. Um Really as as minor as it comes, but still he had to be put under and still uh he got poked. Uh you know, was three lap-
1: times, three holes.
0: Yeah. Um it was a laparoscopic procedure. Um and it was just really tough to see him smiling and cooperative as they wheel him off. And the anesthesiologist said, I'm gonna take you to a little spaceship and I'm gonna put a little mask on with uh strawberry scented air in it and he says I want to go to the spaceship and you know then on the other side in the recovery room he's just all groggy from the anesthesia and all he can say is I want to go home I want to go home and uh it's tough even though everything went fine and I feel very fortunate for that to have a healthy little boy oh it's tough to see him lose all context Uh, it was just tough it's part it was, of being a parent, I know.
1: That's right. That's right. But it afforded me uh, a wonderful opportunity to spend some one-on-one time with my fellow Leo Eve. With your what? Quite an interesting with, girl.
0: With your fellow Leo Eve.
1: Yes, yeah, she's a Leo.
0: Oh, that's that's, a, that's true. Her star sign is Leo. That's right. She has a so, brother and a star sign named Leo, yeah.
1: Right. Uh, that's and, right.
0: And how was your time with Eve?
1: My time was very uh transformative. Lee, uh she has always you know, she's given me a cursory yeah bit of attention here and there, but it was just us. So we played some and bitched around and then it and periodically through the through the time we spent together, I would say to her, I love you. And she would say, no, I don't want you to. No, you can't. And so that went on all through. But um, we sat down and we had dinner together. And I said, uh, uh, what would you like to talk about? And she said, uh, you tell me. So I thought, well, this is good because at least we're talking to each other. So I gave her her meal, and uh, she picked out all the peas from the peas and carrots that I served her, and I said, aren't you going to eat those carrots? And she said, no, I don't yike them. And I said, oh, I said, they're crying. And she said, why are they crying? And I said, well, they're sad that you don't like them. And she didn't care. She ate all the peas, and then she asked for more, and I gave her more as few carrots as I could. And then when she was all done, she looked at me and she picked up a whole, the whole handful of carrots and shoved them all in her mouth and ate them. (laughs) And looked at me like, I liked them all along. I was just yanking. Yeah.
0: I know that look. I know that look.
1: So I, you know, then we had a treat and that was it. And, uh, but when it was bedtime, um, I said, good night. Eve, I love you, and she said, I, do, "I love you too."
0: Oh, great success!
1: So we we uh, took another step in our friendship there.
0: Oh, what a nice story!
1: I'm it so glad a nice to hear story. that. It was story. She did not care to have her diaper changed. That we had a little argument about that. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you two could could chat. She is so verbal um very
1: verbal for
0: her age uh and yes. you know but but leo has uh, quite a vocabulary himself as we saw um
1: very diverse
0: yes yes uh, there was a moment where uh anna was trying to have leo put his jacket on i believe and uh, he just wasn't having it and she kept asking him and finally he told her to cut the crap um which
1: and she looked like she was struck by a bullet.
0: <laughs> she was not pleased, um, but the object of her ire was not Leo um, so much as Leo's father, um, oh. who mistakenly taught him that phrase. Now, if you don't have kids, you may not be aware that there are frequent moments. Where you feel like saying to the child, "Shut the fuck up!" Would you just fucking listen for a second? But you yeah. can't say that. Good God! No. No. So you just have to, you just have to filter that energy down to something more kid friendly. And a couple of times, it really was only twice, but a couple of times when they were just being little shits, I did say, "Cut the crap," and I, I, I said. Later, I said, you know, that's not a good thing to say. And I've been saying cut it out. But they notice they know what are the words that have a special charge for them. So he was really I thought we were you know, I thought I had done my job and cleaned that up. But he brought that It's been like a month. Since I'd said it. um, But he just brought that out at that key moment. And um, so, yeah, I had to take him aside and say, Daddy said that and that was wrong. And Daddy, that's a very rude thing to say. And oh, God, I just.
1: Yeah. And then did you come back out and apologize to Anna?
0: He did. He came back out and apologized to Anna. Yes.
1: Did you come out and apologize?
0: Did I? Uh, No.
1: Well, it was quite an exciting moment for me, I have yeah, to say. Yes,
0: you were quite delighted
1: by it. Because I didn't really hear what he said, but, I, but Anna Anna's reaction was alarming. <laughs> um, so in trying to figure out what went on, it was, uh, my, my reaction was not appropriate at all. Yeah.
0: You know, I do my best. I really do.
1: I know. I know you do. Anyway, the whole time there was like zooming from one place to the other. It was it was, uh, it was yeah. kind of crazy, kind of a crazy visit.
0: I kind of felt uh, at times I felt like I knew what it would be like to have a teenager in the house because you were providing a sort of um, smart ass uh, joke track to uh, many of the interactions, which I deeply appreciated, by the way.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Well, like when I like when I'm saying to the kids, "Come on, let's go. Get your jackets on," and you say, "Well, you're not exactly tearing it up with speed yourself." And I'm just thinking, "What the? It's like I have the stubbornness of the toddlers, and I have your smart mouth, and put the two of them together, and I just feel like, oh, this is this is what it's going to be like when they're teenagers. Good God!
1: Well, I don't remember being like that, but.
0: But that's it I, rings I that's true, who I doesn't am, it? And
1: that's, that's the problem that I don't recognize who I am, what I am. So, uh, well, that's what you're headed for. There were a couple times I looked at you like, what are you doing? Like, when? I don't know. Like I tried the... to.
0: However, I did appreciate your taking my side at the uh, Golden Nugget menu incident. Woo. What was that? <laughs> Worth the golden nugget for people who don't know and why would you know? It's like a chain of um, diners, basically, family diners okay. here in the Chicagoland area. And, um, we get, and it just takes forever to get settled, as it always does. You know, just getting yeah. the two kids settled, getting the stroller in the right place and all that. Sit down and, you know, if I'm talking to you for a minute, which we haven't gotten to do at all. Then the waitress comes by and says, you decide, or you need a minute? And I said, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: what happened there?
0: I said, yeah, I just need a minute. And uh, Anna said, oh, can't we just decide what the kids want and, and do it? And uh, I looked at her, my face I know flush with indignation. And I just said, could I please have a minute to decide what I want to eat? Um And she relented, but did not admit that she, you know, did not apologize. And in fact, made quite a show for the rest of the meal of not apologizing.
1: She she did not. She did not. Then we made fun of her for her accent or lack of their accent.
0: That's right. Her patrician uh, affect.
1: (laughs) I do love her so much. I do. I really do love her so much. She makes me laugh, though, because we all are what we are. Yeah. And she's very, she's more formal than I am. We'll say that. Yeah. Is that an understatement? Or, <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I don't know. She's more reserved. <laughs> uh,
1: but she's very funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, formal isn't the right word because it suggests that she's uptight, which she certainly is no, not. No, she's not um,
1: uptight. No, that's not the right word, then.
0: But she, she's more polite than you are. <laughs> How's that?
1: Wow! All right. Well, this conversation really took a turn that I did not see coming, and um, well, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> okay. There were many. There were many faults of of the thing. We went. We went to breakfast. I said to you, "Do you want a coffee drink?" And you said, "Yes." And I said, "Well, what shall I get, Anna?" And you said, "Well, she already had coffee. She won't." She won't have more coffee. Get her a croissant, and then you ate half of it.
0: Well, she left it there all day. I didn't think she was going to eat it.
1: She was going to have. She specifically said, "Oh, I'm going to have that with the soup."
0: I wasn't there for that. All I saw was a forgotten croissant.
1: No, you knew that was hers. You did the wrong thing there.
0: Yeah, but I had said, I know I did the wrong thing, but I had said maybe she wants a croissant and then it was just sitting there all day. So I assumed, oh, she didn't want a croissant, and somebody's got to eat this thing, so I took a couple bites out of it. Well. <laughs> See, this is what but, this is this is how family feuds begin, like over a <laughs> croissant, right? This is what we remember I from hope the trip.
1: Not. No.
0: The croissant incident was definitely my fault, but that was my thinking.
1: Right. But see, this is what bothers me about you men, is that you think saying, oh, gosh, I'm sorry, I should have asked, is like a sin. Because you didn't say that.
0: Well, I just said I was wrong.
1: I know, but you said that, but you didn't say at the time, oh, Anna, I'm sorry, I should have asked, that was thoughtless. Yeah. See that's why that's why women are are more thoughtful and, and good to each other.
0: Well I was still upset over the menu incident, so
1: <laughs> that's my boy holding the grudge. I love it. Yep. All right, let's move on here to something interesting.
0: To something interesting. Well I have just a ticket. Uh how about Mickey Mouse? All right. Last week on Pop Mom, Mom and I discussed the blockbuster Star Wars show that helped launch the Disney Plus streaming service. This week, we're looking at one of the less prominent but nonetheless enticing offerings on Disney Plus, a trove of Mickey Mouse cartoons old and new. Yes, Steamboat Willie is in there, along with a bunch of other vintage Mickey shorts, but you might not know that Disney has been turning out a number of new Mickey Mouse cartoons over the past five years or so. Mom and I recently watched a number of these new Mickey Mouse shorts, and I think a bunch of the old ones, right, Mom? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily by choice, uh, but here now, Mom's verdict on Mickey's past and present shall be heard. First, though, here's a clip. Gentlemen, find your favorite chair, because I've got the popcorn. I've got the popcorn, And I've got the cocktail wieners. This calls for a toast. To us. Us. The three bestest bugs in the whole wide. Uh, what's with the uh, roller skates, Goofy? Funny you should ask, Mick. You see... Mom, is Mickey a little too mousy, or were these cartoons just ducky?
1: I love the old ones. They were wonderful. I the see. animation is smooth. The colors are bright. The story is uh, not very, not all saccharine and and happy. And you know, there's a little there's a little tiny egg in in each of them in in what they're trying to accomplish. And I thoroughly enjoyed those. Okay. The new ones are are pretty good. I don't like the animation that as much.
0: Oh, really? What is it?
1: Well, it's a little um, a little more sketchy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. A good.
0: That's right. It's not quite as crisp. Um, it's a little more, and I think it's a little more varied. Um, you know, a lot of the. So I think they made 10 of these shorts at a time, something like that. And they're on there oh. in season, season one, season two, season. They seem to have made them in or at least released them in batches. And they've made quite a few of them. Um, and it's high quality stuff. You know, I think we can yeah. concur on that, right? Yeah. Whether we, you know, the style choices we'll get into. But um, these are quality shorts. And there's, a, I think there's a lot of them available on YouTube as well. So you can see a lot of these um, just by going to Disney's YouTube channel. And there'll be one where Mickey's this is my favorite one where Mickey's in Switzerland um, and he's, you know, he needs to climb the mountain to Minnie's house without setting off an avalanche. I think that one's hilarious. Um, Leo loves one that's set in Tokyo and um, Mickey's trying to jump between two bullet trains. Um, So they're set all over the world and they draw inspiration from cultures all over the world. And so each one does have its own feel. But overall, yes, it's sort of like, um, it's it kind of reminds me of the DuckTales update that we talked about um, earlier yes. this year, Mom, right? It's a similar sort of, taking the classic forms and they're a little looser, shall we say.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the thing for me is, um, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, that the Disney brand has really be, become such a huge international mm. brand. Yeah. Which I think in, they're trying to make everyone happy, include everyone, and encompass the world. That makes me feel a little nervous.
0: <laughs> the global nature of the cartoons makes you nervous?
1: Well, it, in that Disney, it, it makes me think about the brand.
0: I see, yeah. I mean, it, yeah.
1: It, so this is not a, not a thing against the real... This isn't against anything. It's just that it makes me feel a little um, inundated with Mickey. I mean, even at your house, the diapers are Mickey. and I know it, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you can't... You know, we... Um, I don't know that we ever really had a conscious conversation about this, but we just... I don't really like, and I think Anna doesn't really like, um, to give the kids too much branded stuff. Like, superhero stuff, right. there's all, there's practically none of that in the house. And yeah. um, I think I was at, uh, I think it was maybe at a gymnastics class. Like, they went around the room and said, like, what's your name? What's your favorite superhero? And maybe this was a school. I don't know. And Leo just didn't have an answer. He didn't even know what a superhero was.
1: Yeah. That makes me happy.
0: Like, not that superheroes are the worst thing in the world, but I just don't need them to be exposed to all this branded entertainment. On the other hand, it's kind of impossible to avoid. Like, we can't get the diapers we like without Mickey or Buzz Lightyear or whatever on them, right? Um, Right, yeah. Disney just feels like it has seeped into every um, pore of the culture, uh, often in the guise of Mickey, obviously. So you're saying that these cartoons, their global scope, while um, culturally rich and often beautiful, gave you the feeling of this encroaching um, cultural force that is Disney. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes.
1: Also very, not very, somewhat stereotypical.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Uh, of, Of this country and that country and whatever. And I, I, to me, you can't have your cake and eat it too. if you're if we're global, or're global.
0: well, I don't think it's stereotypical in a in a way that reduces people I, I I think it's it celebrates each each culture with some familiar icons, but there was nothing that struck struck me as insensitive or insulting.
1: no, oh no, no, no. I agree and okay. And I watched a lot more than you did, yeah. <laughs> but, but I also want to tell you, and I don't and you did not get to see this, but the other uh, cartoon that we watched was the show Green Eggs and Ham. Oh yeah, did you see any of those? Um
0: I saw enough to not be very happy that they were watching so much of them. Let me explain by the way, also that this is. Um, the two parts of the podcast kind of tied together because we were watching all this stuff because Leo was getting, you know, usually their screen time is is heavily limited. You know, they don't limited, get to watch too yeah. much. But because he was recovering from surgery, he could watch all the cartoons he wanted. So that that's why I'm not just inundating my kids with uh, screens all the time. I want people to right.
1: know. That's right. But, this is a very special circumstance.
0: Yeah, Green Eggs and Ham was on Netflix. What did you make of that?
1: Uh, I enjoyed it. You did? I did. I At first, I said to, I can't remember if it was you or Anna, I said, I don't know about this, because in one of the first episodes, one of them said, uh, shut the front door. And I thought, oh, where is this going? Uh, you know, not for me, because I've heard nastier things than that, but, you know, I thought if this is the direction this is going, I don't really want to sit here and have Leo be watching all this, so...
0: Wait, over so, shut the front door?
1: Well, it, was, it wasn't like, would you please shut the front door? It was, shut the front door. Like, shut the fuck up.
0: Oh, you're saying, so... <laughs> <laughs> they said it <clears throat> not literally. Like, there wasn't a door that needed to be shut? No. Oh. Oh. Huh. Okay, I get it now.
1: So I, and I just, you know, my antenna went up, and I thought, "Where's this show going? Yeah. What is is it trying? What is going to happen now?" I don't know if, if I want him to watch this, but it didn't. That was it. It didn't. There didn't seem to be much more than that. But and I just questioned why that was even in there like that. So anyway, um, Leo was pretty enthralled by yeah. the
0: <laughs> He loved show.
1: it. He loved it. Um, and it did travel, it was episodic, that Mm -hmm. it followed a whole story, a saga, as you say, that was pretty interesting that that I didn't get to see the end of.
0: Um, (laughs) I know. At a certain point, we were watching it for your sake, because you wanted to see how it all ended up.
1: I did want to see how it ended up, but it was, you know, time for dinner or something. I don't know. It was time to stop. So um,
0: Sorry about that.
1: I didn't throw a tantrum or anything, though, so, points for me. This was this was a kind of show I thought that you could enjoy, uh, that everybody could get a little something out of. Um, You know, it's not going to change your world, but it was at least entertaining to sit and watch.
0: You, you know, the book is so basic. Does it have anything to do with the book?
1: Oh, this was much more than the book.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. It's, the book is actually a famous work of limited prose, because I believe it's, it only uses 50 words in the whole book. Wow. Uh, I mean, it repeats them, obviously, if you've read it. It repeats them many, many times. But it, all, in all, only a vocabulary of 50 words is used for that whole book. Um, I take it that the TV show did not um, proscribe its verbiage in the same way.
1: No. No, there was lots of conversation <laughs> and, uh, and a good story. A good
0: story to tell. Um, that's on Netflix. So it sounds like, I want to get back to Mickey just for a moment.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I love, did you watch the old one with the band, the like band yes. performance? Holy moly. That one, not only is it beautiful with all the music, so Mickey's, and this one is from, I think the 30s maybe, um, 30s or
1: 40s. It had the years, uh, but I didn't always catch, catch which year
0: it was but. it it did yeah i think this was 30s or or maybe um just because everything like the countryside that it depicted was so rural um it really felt like um a different time um but mickey is leading a little uh band performance you know sunday afternoon band performance uh, in the countryside and um then donald comes along donald duck and um they're trying to play like the william tell overture or something and he comes in with his little flute and keeps playing what was it turkey in the straw i think he's playing i think it was turkey on the straw. same beat um it's just so it's hard to describe but it's so wonderfully done and it's so funny just seeing donald throw the band off again and again um and then there's some very elaborate um choreography and just lush animation to go with this yeah. music uh it's a real work of art, the country band performance one.
1: that's right. And it's interesting to me, it's very familiar to me. Those are the pennant cartoons that I watched growing up. yeah, and it was surprising to me to get to school in you know maybe later years when music class consisted of hearing some uh, classical music and or diff- different um, composers. And so much of it was familiar because so much of it, it was used in cartoons. Even Bugs Bunny. Mm, used a lot of true. classical music.
0: Yeah. Good point. I mean that was And such what a, a
1: nice thing to expose children to.
0: What a nice thing and what a valuable thing to expose children to. Um, that was a big thing for Walt Disney. I mean, you know about Fantasia and all that. He really um he really believed in the power of the orchestra when married with animation
1: and it and it was quite a phenomenon i imagine you know i kind of took it for granted cuz there it was but when it was new for people i can't imagine how exciting that must have been for them
0: what was leo's favorite to get the 3 year old well, we
1: certainly did see like the green eggs and ham show but as far as you were saying the train anything with a train is Okay, and there was a a train uh, scene in Green Eggs and Ham that he kept saying, when is the train coming back? When is the train coming back? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I don't know if the train does come back. I don't know if he ever saw the end of it himself, but trains are pin-up girls to him, trains.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, All right, so we sort of doubled up here, and I like it. Uh, you've you've taken your whole weekend of cartoon viewing and really gotten a lot of podcast value out of it, Mom. Uh, So what is your grade for, let's just say, the newer uh, Mickey Mouse shorts? So the 2010 on era of Mickey Mouse shorts.
1: Okay. I would give them uh, an A because I think they they are well done and they will appeal to people, to children.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: In a, in a good way.
0: And what is, do you mind giving a grade to green eggs and ham?
1: Um, I would give green eggs a, and ham an A minus. I thought it was very entertaining. I have to go back and see the end of it. Um, but it was well done. And except for that, and I'm going to give it an A minus just because it made me a little nervous in the beginning. Okay.
0: With shut the front door.
1: With shut the front door.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yes. <clears throat> applause for both of those I'm sur- lovely lovely surprised mickey ended up with a higher grade than green eggs and ham it certainly sounded like it was going the other way
1: well i haven't seen the end of green eggs and ham you know what if the train doesn't come back i have to <laughs> you know i have to take leo's needs in into consideration here
0: you know in the book there's a page where um uh, Sam, I am, says, a train, a train, a train, a train. And uh, so it is a pretty prominent character in the book.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope he comes back for all of us.
0: (laughs) For Leo's sake, yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Do you have a recommendation for us this week, Mom?
1: Do I? (laughs) We didn't really work this out very well.
0: Well, when we discussed it before the show, you you had said that your recommendation would be to be... uh, Basically to adopt a giving spirit this holiday season, right?
1: Yes, exactly. And I think it would be good if people could find it in their hearts and their wallets maybe to... Because we have... I'm sorry, I don't want to cry here. This situation really bothers me a lot. But the, the situation where we have... Families that are separated, children that are separated from their parents uh, and alone and scared and not being loved when they really could be. Um, And so, what we've decided to do is ask you if you could send, you know, $5, $2 to this charity that. Johnny also supports. Yes, you want to tell them what yep. it's called.
0: Let me give them the info. So our recommendation this week is uh, the support families detained and separated at the border uh, donation. This is on Act Blue. okay? So the, probably the easiest way to find this is to just Google Act Blue. That's one word. Support Families Detained, and this is going to come right up. And what this is is the Sierra Club has put together a set of organizations that are working to help families that are detained and uh, and separated at the border. So when you give money uh, through this, 100% of your money is split between all the charities that the Sierra Club has rounded up. Uh, I give a monthly recurring donation to uh, this set of charities. It's super easy to do on Act Blue, um, and we're just— we're just telling you about it to help you in your giving. I know from experience that our listeners are a very generous-hearted group, um, so we thought we'd uh, tie into that a little bit since the holiday season is upon us. So after, as you're uh, groggily sitting on the couch after your Thanksgiving meal, maybe just do that Google search and uh, chip in a little money for families that are not as fortunate as you or me. So again, that's uh, just Google Act Blue. That's one word. Support Families Detained. Um, the full name is Support Families Detained and Separated at the Border, and it's a set of charities that your money will be sl- split between.
1: And then, if you let us know that you did, we have a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful prize. N- not just just picking somebody at random, or maybe a few people at random. And I will send you a batch of my homemade checks mix oh. and a pair of guinea pig socks.
0: Oh my! I didn't know there was going to be such lavish prizes involved. In fact, I didn't really realize there was going to be a contest associated with this. So, wow! Um, yeah, let us know if you donated to this charity or you know any charity of your any choice. Charity
1: any charity or any charity.
0: So reach out with your receipts or whatever. We trust you. Just tell us, tell us about oh, your. Yeah, just right. Just Just, just, tell, us. just tell us about your giving uh, this holiday season, and um, we'll pick a few. We just love to hear about it. We'll share some on the podcast, and we'll pick Ooh. a few at random. And Mom will send uh, send out a prize. So if you have a charity to recommend, we'd love to hear about that too. You can reach us at popmom@ological.net. at dot net. That email again is popmom at dot net. Now, what if people want to make Mom's Chex Mix at home? How can they do that?
1: Well, I am ready with the recipe again.
0: Okay, now I want to preface this a little bit. Can I, with um,
1: yes, you can. But I did figure out one thing that's different. So,
0: yeah. Uh, well, we we've given this recipe away once before on the podcast on um, on like the second era of the podcast um, prior to this one. <laughs> And, uh, it's, it sticks in my mind because we did this, it was supposed to be like a quick check-in podcast. And I was like, here, mom, I'm just going to give you her checks Mix recipe next week or this week. And we'll be back next week with some more stuff. As soon as I figure out what's going on with my life. Oh. And then my professional life just sort of collapsed underneath me. Um, and my life was really kind of thrown sideways. So for the longest time on the podcast feed, that was it. It was just, it was the Chex Mix recipe, and it just sat there staring me in the face for months as a symbol of my failure and as uh, how I had failed the audience. Oh, oh,
1: Chex Mix could never be associated with failure. <laughs>
0: well, it was for me. It had, And you left something out of the recipe last time, which also <laughs> burned me. So I felt like all these people were running up against the end of our podcast, and the recipe wasn't even, uh, there was one thing left out, maybe the butter or something
1: um, no, never the butter. You would butter. never forget
0: the butter. That's true. So I feel like I'm making things right. First of all, God willing, we will return. Um, not next week, actually, because we're taking a break for Thanksgiving. But the week after, um, I promise we're not going to go away this time. And I promise, Mom, you got to back me up on this one that the recipe's going to be right this time. So it's going
1: to be right. I really it's feel right like of-
0: we're correcting the record in an important way for me personally. Okay. Go for it.
1: Here it is, check mix from the nineteen seventies. Don't don't use the one that's on the box, it's terrible. So, and and this is really important too, these steps are really important. In a little pan, melt a stick of butter, two tablespoons of with this year sauce, one and a half teaspoons of seasoned salt, three quarter teaspoons. garlic powder and a half teaspoon of onion powder, and let that all melt together maybe even bubble so that it really incorporates Um, and then in a big baking pan put three cups of corn Chex, three cups of rice Chex, three cups of wheat Chex one cup of pretzels I used uh, Bachman's butter pretzels this last time, oh, and I think good they choice. really, yeah, yeah. I think that made a difference. And break those up with your hands uh, so they're bite size. And one cup of red skin peanuts <laughs> with the skin on—they make all the difference. <laughs> Turn your oven on to two fifty. Pour all the stuff that you melted on top of the stove all over your mix, your your dry cereal mix, and zhuzh it around a little and put it in the oven. And then, every 15 minutes for an hour, take it out, stir it, shove it back in. This is really the best way to do it. Pour it at the end of the hour. Pour it onto an open brown paper bag and let it cool. Don't touch it, don't eat it. <laughs> Leave it alone till it's perfectly cool and then put it in a sealed or plastic bag, can, you know, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It will be better the next day.
0: It needs to sit.
1: It needs to sit and tomorrow after you make it, that's all you'll want to eat.
0: <sighs> it's the truth. And that batch you brought along for this trip, holy moly. That was one of the best in a flash.
1: ever. It was. It was good. It was good, but uh, it didn't last long.
0: Now this is the original recipe that was on the box, right? Years ago. And now the recipe that's on the box stinks.
1: Now the recipe stinks because and and it tells you to do it in the microwave, which doesn't work. It's not the same. It's just not the same.
0: Why did they change it to make it more convenient? I guess.
1: I think so. I think so. But there's something to the drying out and, what you know, whatever the oven does, it, it makes a difference.
0: You know, um, your voice as you went over the recipe, maybe because we're reviewing uh, Disney stuff this week, it sounded— Do you remember the Donald Duck cartoon where he listens to the, um, old, the homey old lady on the radio who uh, says how to make waffles? Yes. Yeah. And instead of putting, um, I forget, he's he pours in rubber cement instead of, like, baking powder. Or some Somehow rubber cement gets into the mix, and um, a great deal of classic physical comedy ensues. I wonder if that might be on the Disney Plus, too. Hulk, oh, cr- that is hilarious.
1: That would be a funny one to see.
0: Oh, that's that one of my favorites. Funny. Donald. Donald is really, you know, the Mickey cartoons are good, but... Even the one we talked about with the band was funny because Donald was in there and old Donald right. with the long bill.
1: Right, that's right. They made him much cuter.
0: <laughs> they did on this, the second draft of Donald, this much
1: cuter. When he had a nose job, when he had his rhinoplasty, yeah. whatever. Now, Johnny, in, in in traditional fashion, I really hope that you'll greet, you'll wish everybody uh
0: Oh, okay, uh, okay. Um, yes, that'll do it. Uh, For Pop Mom this week And I'd like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving as is traditional (laughs) So happy Thanksgiving to all From Pop Mom (laughs) We'll be off next Tuesday but we'll be back the Tuesday After that Uh, The question of course is uh, What are we going to talk about Something interesting Something interesting. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about something interesting after your Thanksgiving. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again in two weeks. Bye for now, Mom.
1: Bye, Johnny. I love you.
0: Love you too.